0: Well, I'm grateful to uh, be able to be here and to share uh, the word with you. And much of what I'm going to start with, I would just like you to know, I uh, I know many of you have heard a lot of this, and uh, the verses that I'm going to share, you'll probably say, well, we all know those as well. But hopefully I can give you something today that you might be able to take with you uh, to uh, apply. Let me just uh, ask... Uh, Ask the Lord if you'll kind of give me the ability to share this with you today. So would you join me in prayer? Lord, I thank you that I can be here. And most of all, I'm grateful that you are here, that you are leading and guiding through all of this. And Lord, as uh, I share your word, be glorified in all that I say and do in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, one of the things that uh, I want to just kind of share back a little bit of history with you, some things that uh, have happened in my life, and many of these things you've already heard about, but uh, I would just like to kind of get that. And then I want to conclude with some verses that kind of describe for you what has been the center focus of my ministry uh, since I have been on staff here at the church. Uh, It's one of the questions that I often get asked is, well, how did you become the associate pastor here at the church? And... Uh, it's a long story, and I'm going to kind of take you up to that real quickly, hopefully here, not a real drawn-out uh, version. But most of you know that I was raised uh, in uh, uh I'm a Hematite, and uh, I was raised in Ishpeming, but in a family that was not uh, a Christian family, was not a church family. I um, had a grandmother and grandfather who were very involved with the church, and I uh, as I got older, I began attending church with them uh, and uh, was blessed uh, through that. As I look back, uh, I still don't, other than God being involved with it, I'm sure, still not sure why I ended up starting to do that, other than I really loved and looked up to my grandfather and I just wanted to be with him and my grandmother as well. So uh, that was always a blessing. Um, most of the time, when somebody gets up in the pulpit here, they tell you about you know how uh, awesome and wonderful they have always been their whole lives. And some of you who have heard my story know that uh, that's not true of me. Uh, I managed to uh, get myself into a lot of trouble when I was young, uh, made a few trips to the police department, which may be what stimulated my interest in law enforcement. Um, but uh, I also uh, ended up uh, staying back two years in elementary school. and I won't bore you with all of the details, but uh, I have told the story many times. The first time I stayed back because I was dumb and the second time was because I was stupid. And I did something stupid that caused me to spend the rest of the whole year down in the principal's office instead of being able to finish my math in seventh grade, So I, or sixth grade, so I ended up getting to stay there an extra year. Um, so, uh, with all of that, uh, you think that people would have kind of rejected me along the line and along the way, but, uh, I had a, a teacher one day who called me over to him as I was walking down the hallway and he asked if I'd ever thought about playing basketball and it had never crossed my mind. And, uh, he said, I'd like to have you come and try. Uh, he did an intramural program and I went out and Found that I really enjoyed it, uh, did pretty well at it, and as a result of that, uh, actually got involved with uh, football, basketball, and ran track. And I know I don't look like it anymore, but I was actually a sprinter and a hurdler back in the day. And uh, but I, I uh, found that I really loved uh, sports and uh, did well enough at it that I was on the team. Uh, and. Uh, Uh, got to uh, participate and it was just a real blessing for me. And that also helped me at that time to start focusing on my education because I couldn't be on the team if I didn't carry at least a C average. And so uh, I started working at school and uh, uh, ended up graduating with a three plus uh, grade point average. Um, And it took a lot of hard work because you know I struggled with school but uh, managed to do it and it was during that time that I met this really wonderful young lady uh, when we were both sophomores in high school and uh, she's still my bride today so uh, imagine that she's had to put up with me all these years yeah. <clears throat> well after high school I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life, <clears throat> and so I, uh, I just went to work. In fact, uh, it's not there anymore, but I came down and was working at Cleveland Cliff, uh, 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 Cliff Dow, that was down here in Marquette, it's not there anymore, but I uh, worked there. Uh, for a few months and then I got drafted and uh, went into the army and when after I got drafted they came to me and offered me a, uh, a Couple of options in terms of uh, some educational and career lines with them and so uh, I chose uh, to enlist and go into a school and uh, as a result of that I um, got into a, an area where uh, I uh, did well and um, During that time, I was on orders for going to Vietnam. It was during the Vietnam War, and I was on orders for Vietnam. And Anne said that uh, she would rather be my widow than to have never been married to me. So if I went to Vietnam and got killed, at least she would be my widow. And so we got married, and uh, shortly after that, uh, my orders got changed, and I ended up going to the Pentagon instead and was there for a couple of years. And... uh, uh, That was a a wonderful experience for me in terms of uh, uh, learning some leadership things and and dealing with some people of high rank who were also very gracious and and good people that I got to work with. Well, then uh, I joined the Marquette Police Department, and again, it's one of those things where when you look back on it, you think, okay, did God have his hand on it back then? I wasn't a Christian. I didn't know the Lord at all. But but you kind of look back, so... Um, I, had, I wanted to join the Washington D.C. Police Department because we had a next door neighbor friend who that's where he worked and I loved to hear his stories about things that were going on. And, but Anne wanted to come back home up to this area and so I applied for a job with the Marquette Police and uh, they called me in for an interview. They gave me the job and then I found out that they had just received, like right around the time that they got my application, uh, a grant to hire somebody who was coming out of the military. So I got the job and uh, worked there uh, for 27 years. Um, Now I'm exposing how old I am, you know, as I keep going with this. Uh, But I worked there for 27 years and and, uh, achieved the rank of detective captain, uh, which I was when I retired. And uh, some of you heard the story. You know, I I, was one of those people, and I hope that all of you have a job like this, where I really loved my job. For 26 years. I couldn't, I, I, I loved going into work. I loved uh, what I did. In the 27th year, it was like a switch was flipped, uh, or the 20, I guess the end of the 26th year, and all of a sudden, I got to the point where I hated going into work, and I couldn't understand why, and it was just really frustrating, and I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but I applied for a couple of different jobs, and was offered one with the state, and uh, uh I would have started with at 50000 a year, plus benefits, plus a vehicle, and uh, just prayed about it. Ann and I talked and prayed about it, and both agreed that that nah, really wasn't for us. That's not what I was supposed to do, and my sons thought I was crazy because I passed up a job making that much money. Um, it was shortly after that that I was here in the hallway one day, and uh, Ann was busy on a long-distance call, and this never happened. I always would come in, and either Pastor Bob Donaldson, Julie's dad, who was our senior pastor, he was always available, or else Ann was, and I could always come in. Well, this day, I was out in the hallway, because they were both busy, and I'm out looking, and we had just created a position of pastoral internship, and I was out, and I was kind of just glancing at the budget, and when I came to that line item, um, I looked at it, and it was like God said, in my spirit, this is for you, and it's like, I'm a cop. You know, I just walked away from it. It's just like, you know, you get an identity and that's, I, you know, I had never even considered that. And so um, I just walked away and I never thought about it again for a couple of weeks. And I was back in here again. And, and this time I was walking and you know, how, have you ever been in a position where, you know, you're, you're someplace and you're kind of trying to avoid looking at something, you know, so you're kind of looking at everything else, kind of, you know, and they were both busy again. Again, never happens, but here I am and I'm back in there and I, Look back, and it's like, okay, God, you had your hand in all this. I get it. But I didn't understand it at the time, and I kind of tried to avoid it. Well, all of a sudden, I just kind of glanced over, and I saw it, and it was like the letters came off the page, and God spoke, in my spirit said, this is for you. No. <laughs> I, like, wait, you know, so I thought, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm going to tell Pastor Bob, and he's going to say, no, 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 I want a young guy for that, you know, I wasn't, so I went in there, and I told him, he said, Oh, I had you in mind for that from the beginning. <laughs> but I'm a cop, but you're already doing ministry. You're already doing the ministry things. It's just you've not been in that role in that position. And so that began, began the process. and uh, so I took the we, we took it to the elders that we had at the time and got 100 percent approval by them, and then we took it to the church. And uh, got a hundred percent, a vote of a hundred percent in support of me coming on staff as the associate pastor. If you know anything about Baptist churches, you never get a hundred percent vote. <laughs> so I said, "Okay, God, you, you're, you, this is this is you working." And so I came on staff, and um, it was one of those things that you know, you, you we really I don't think totally knew exactly where it was all going to go, what was all going to be involved. And uh, as was has been mentioned, you know that was uh twenty three years ago and uh, by the way when i when I did take that that uh, position as the pastoral internship, um, instead of that fifty thousand dollar job that I was offered with benefits, I got a fifteen thousand dollars so you know it was, but it was for God, so it's a good thing but um that's that's kind of how I got here's kind of the things um, that uh, have happened uh, with me. Uh, Anne and I were blessed with two wonderful sons and they're now wonderful families that have been a real uh, blessing to both of us. And Anne has been just the solid uh, Christian wife that I needed and uh, has helped me along the way in more ways than I could even begin to tell you. Um, but I wanna share with you some scripture today that has been kind of the focus and attention of my ministry and I'll try to explain to you maybe some of the reasons why uh, some of the things that have happened I, I, Those of you who have been uh, attending here know that I have uh, preached a, a number of I was the interim uh, Senior pastor for 14 months, so I had to have a message every week and I've preached at a number of other churches uh, throughout the UP and also into Wisconsin Um, So I've preached a lot of different messages, but what I'm going to share with you today is going to be verses that you've all heard, and some of you have memorized some of these verses, but they have been the anchor for me in terms of the ministry that I have uh, had here at Bethel. And I just want to share with you some of those. I shared with the elders a, a few weeks ago uh some of the personal verses in scripture that have really been my anchor on how i want to live as a husband and father and and a man in this community but these are verses that speak into uh, where i have come from and where god has uh, processed and led me so the first scripture is from john three sixteen, 16 and uh, i know that anybody who has been in awana has that one memorized I could have you all get up and, and recite it for me uh, for John three sixteen, uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And I've often thought about that, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm not processing this. Maybe you don't have it on. Anyway, I uh, have often thought about that, and, and as Pastor Brian and I were praying about the elements here just a little bit ago, and I don't know if you ever think about this but it's overwhelming for me to imagine that God who created the heavens and the earth would care enough about us as sinners, his enemies, those who were opposed to him, to send his only son into this world to suffer and die on a cross for me and for you. That's overwhelming to me and oftentimes as I'm taking communion or as I read that as on, on, on Monday nights at Awana when that verse is recited I often think about that can you imagine Jesus Christ who John in the book of John describes Jesus as being in the beginning and, and, and involved with the creation of the world and he leaves heaven to come to this earth so God the Father sends him Jesus agrees to come and he comes to this earth for me Can any of the rest of you say that for me? Right? I mean, can you imagine that he would do that? And yet, I had to start by recognizing that Jesus Christ came in spite of who we are. In spite of who we are. Because he loved us that much. I was just reading... Uh, one of the prophets recently, and, and he talks about how over and over and over and over and over again, as God was leading Israel into the promised land, they failed. They failed. And as we think about, about the Bible, sometimes we think that, that people who are in the Old Testament no, none of them are failures. Pastor Brian shared a message recently about Abraham, and it started off talking about Abraham being a failure he failed now ultimately God won through him but there was a period of time and that's true of each and every one of us we all fall short we all fail from time to time but God still loved us enough that he sent his son to die on that cross for us Jesus came for us now I want to turn to Acts chapter 4 verses 7 to 13 And this is uh, shortly after Peter and John had just healed a crippled man, and I'm picking up uh, after that uh, period of time. And when they had set uh, set them in the midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the peoples and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed? Let it be known to all of you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that, the, that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And this is the, the ending of that based on what the observation of how the people who were being talked to responded. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. This scripture describes them. Okay, good. Thank you. This scripture describes them, and it also describes who we are, most of us. Most of you know that I am uneducated. I do not have a college degree. I've taken some classes at at Northern. I've taken classes when I was in uh, the police department. I had gone to many uh, opportunities for training, but I do not have a degree. But in spite of that, God has used me in some form or another because he was in me. So I'm an ordinary unschooled person that God used for his ministry. And I would say that probably most of you may be educated, but you're also probably ordinary. You're probably regular, people. And God can use you in the life of other people for his glory. It may not be to stand in a pulpit. It may not be to be a teacher. It may not be in anything that you might imagine, but it may be that one person that you will have contact with, that you can speak into their life a truth that they need to hear that day. You may be that person that's that somebody who needs Jesus Christ as their Savior, and you have given thought to it. You've maybe gone to the training uh, that the Myers offer, or whatever it might be, that you, that you know some scripture, and that person comes to you, and they desperately need to hear how they can spend eternity in heaven, and you can have that answer. You can impact them, not because of who you are, but because of Christ in you. And that's been an anchor for me that though I'm common, though I'm just an ordinary guy, God has managed for some reason to use me in a variety of, of ways. I was on our district board as the chairman. I was on for a number of years. I was the chairman for quite a few years. Recently was at a, a wedding in the pastor who was doing it, somebody was introducing me. He says, oh, I know, I know Hank. He was always up in the front when, when he was on the board at the, in the district. I, I was doing that ministry not because I'm so bright and so brilliant, but because God has chosen to use me. And again, I want to challenge you. God is willing and wants to use each and every one of you for something if you're open to receiving whatever that is. Another scripture that has been a center of my ministry focus over the years was Acts 1, 8, and 9. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And again, it's one of those things where the Holy Spirit, when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit came and has lived inside of me, and has guided and directed me. He gives me the ability to share his word, not because I'm so well-trained, but because the Holy Spirit can speak through any one of us in the right cir- circumstance, the right situation. And so. If you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit came into you, and the Holy Spirit may occasionally nudge you and say, hey, you should talk to this person, or you should talk to that person, you should do this, or you should do that. What the key there is, is being willing to listen and respond appropriately. Have I done that perfectly over the years? Of course not. Have I tried? Yes. And we all have to be willing and open to listening to the Holy Spirit who speaks into hearts and lives and tells us things that we should be doing. Again, it wasn't just me. It was the Holy Spirit in me. I had someone say to me recently, and I actually kind of appreciated that they had picked up on this. Uh, somebody mentioned to me one day, he said, uh, seems like every time you preach, you share the gospel. And I said, yeah, you're right, I do. (laughs) And I started doing that, honestly, not, not because somebody told me to, other than one time I was listening to Billy Graham and he said in his message that he was sharing that every time that he speaks, he wants to make sure he includes the gospel because it's the most important message that he has for people. And that has been true With me. In 1 Corinthians 5, 1 to 11, and again, this is one of my central focuses, Paul is writing to the Corinthians church and he says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved if you hold fast to the word I preached to you. Get this part. For I deliver to you as of first importance... What I also received that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas, who was Peter, then to the twelve, then He appeared to more than five hundred brothers at one time, most of who are of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then He appeared to James, then to all the apostles. And last of all as to one untimely born he appeared to me the gospel that Paul was writing about here is the center focus it is the gospel the gospel message is that Jesus Christ came into this world though he lived a perfect life he was rejected he was hung on that cross and as he hung there he he brought with him our salvation he took away our sins And he has given us eternal life because of his finished work on that cross. We have no greater message that we can share. And one of the things that I uh, often think about is that portion where he is uh, talking about it being first importance. And if there's anything that's important to us, that should be an, an important or a center focus of whatever ministry we're doing. And for me, that center focus has been the gospel message. And as I said, that man asked about that, and I shared, yes, I do, and I do not apologize for that. It is the center focus of all the things that we believe as Christians. Though we were sinners, Christ died on that cross for us. I've said that, and I will continue to say that. We are so blessed And when we hear that, we have to make a decision. Will I choose to believe, to trust Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, or am I going to reject that? If you receive it, you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. You have to follow him. You have to give your heart and life to Jesus Christ and be obedient. And then my suggestion to you after that is to study the word, get to know the word, Many of you know that I I have been reading through the Bible over the last 10 or 12 years, probably at least 12 years. And every time that I read, I find something new that speaks into my heart and life and gives me something that week or that month that I need to hear to apply and to use in my life. So my suggestion, my hope, is that you will do the same. So I'm gonna conclude here and, and uh, we'll, we'll end the service, but I just wanna thank my wonderful wife, my sons and their families for all of the support over the years. I wanna thank our pastors that we have had. I just heard uh, from Pastor Tim Haugen who sent me a message and congratulated me on, on the, the uh, retirement and, and uh, Tim was one who was here and helped me in my spiritual walk. I uh, mentioned earlier, Pastor uh, Bob Donaldson, uh, who is still a, a friend of mine. We don't get to spend much time together, but I still look at him, and I gr- greatly appreciate uh, Pastor Brian Oberg, who has been a, a wonderful partner for me. Uh, one of the things that uh, he did recently that was kind of mean, because he brought tears to my eyes, but he wrote a wonderful article in the Bethel Matters, and... Uh, it was very, very nice, and I appreciated that very much. Um, I, I've told many people, I'm one of those kind of people that I don't like a lot of attention on myself, and today I know there's been a lot of it, and it's a little overwhelming. I've already had to wipe my eyes a little bit, And um, uh, but I truly appreciate all of you and all of the support and this Christian family, and Dave was mentioned earlier about the uh, our ABF class, and I was just so... Overwhelmed and and thankful for the work that you did, Dave, and and others who helped to plan a get together. We had over 60 people at our house that showed up and shocked me. I mean, surprised me. Yeah, shocked me was a better word. But I'm very thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the staff that we have here that uh, are committed to serving the body here. And uh, I can't uh, brag about you guys enough. You're just wonderful. And I thoroughly appreciate everything that you do for the body here. And anything good that you may have seen in me, anything that um, may have spoken to you or helped you in any way, I want you to remember and know that it's not me, it's God in me. It's Christ in me who has brought about the change and who is sharing the gospel because he loves us that much. Would you join me in prayer? Lord God, I'm so grateful that you are here today. And Lord, while there's been a lot of attention on me, I give all of the glory to you because of your involvement in my life, that you have come in and you have filled me. And any good thing that anybody sees in me is because of you and your finished work. And Lord, I'm grateful that you love me that you died on that cross for me and for everybody here who would choose to believe you and your word. And Lord, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to worship an amazing, awesome God who is far greater than anything that our minds can gather in or understand. In your powerful and awesome name we pray. Amen.